Welcome to Affiliates in Action on ACB Radio Mainstream. Affiliates in Action is for and about ACB affiliates. This is Rick Morin, and along with my co-host Rick Lewis, we have an absolutely jam-packed hour for you this month here on Affiliates in Action, November 2016. We are featuring the Student Summit and the Women's Expo that occurred at the recent Washington Council of the Blind Convention. We'll also be featuring the ACB National Scholarship Committee and the current scholarship program. And of course, this time of year, it's time to start the holiday season with the ACB auction. And we'll be doing a preview of the auction all here on Affiliates in Action. Hi, I'm Rick Lewis, once again with Affiliates in Action, and I'm talking with Lori Allison. Lori was involved with the Student Summit at the Washington Council of the Blind Convention this year in SeaTac near Seattle. Uh, Lori, tell us about the Student Summit, uh, what was involved, and uh, exactly how it came into being. The Student Summit was an idea that the Washington Council of the Blind has been playing with for quite a while. We all know that students, they're our future. And so we want to see them grow up to be responsible and have choices. Like I said, they're our future. I've had a great team working on this. And we just worked in conjunction with the Department of Services for the Blind. They actually paid for the students to participate. Oh, very good. So, yeah, we worked closely with all of the youth service people with Department of Services for the Blind. Um, and we're hoping this is going to continue to be an, become an annual event in conjunction with the Washington Council of the Blind um, Convention. Now, were these high school students or college or how, uh, um, what ages? Age 14 to 18, or if they're still in transition, we'll take them up to age 21. Well, I don't think I had ever spoken knowingly anyway, to a member of the American Council of the Blind until I was 19 or 20. I'm not sure there had ever been any outreach in my case and the case of the people around me. So uh, obviously it's thought to be important to reach folks when they're young and give them some mentorship. Exactly. And let them know that they're not alone. I mean, let's face it, when we go to high school, or any school, and we're in regular school, and you're the only visually impaired, it's a scary prospect. It's It's, very scary. It's a scary prospect, even if there are plenty of other uh, blind students in the same school, because uh, dealing with sighted folks, everybody's concerned about status and a lot of other things, and uh, sometimes... uh, Sometimes blind kids don't fare too well in that situation. And that's what we hope to do. As they come to the Student Summit, 
we want them to make friends with other kids. It's open to the whole state. And we had students from all four corners of the state plus. <laughs> and it was fantastic to see the way they interacted with each other. Well, what, I mean, it was great. What programs did you have for them? You you obviously didn't just get them together and and uh, feed them hot dogs. I, I you know and, and nothing else. You must have had some uh, some program presentations. We did. We actually after they registered, we had a a meet and greet. Got to know each other. And um, the counselors and parents were in on that one. Mm-hmm. And then we let them loose in the exhibit hall. <laughs> ah, that's a good place to let them loose. Yes, and they had a, a blast. Um, the request we heard was they needed more time. An hour mm-hmm. or 45 minutes was not long enough in the exhibit hall. Oh, I can understand that. <laughs> and the parents were allowed to go through with them. And then when they came back, um, there was a straight talk for them, and that was um, facilitated by Mika White, who is one of the members of the Family with Blind Children's Committee. And it, no parents, it was just the kids, so they could openly talk about their parents and have questions answered. Yeah, and <laughs> or so, or their or their fears or anything else they didn't want their parents to know about. Yeah, it was more open mm-hmm. with, you know, the younger crowd. And then, of course, they all got the opportunity to go in and hear about the internal awards at the awards luncheon. After that, they went into general session and heard about the different talk, talking players, books, readers, and stuff. Then they all came back and... Bless her heart, Marion Ames, the new Washington Talking Book and Braille librarian, brought in her game uh, clinic. And let me say, when I went there down there, <laughs> I had to wait for him to clean up popcorn and stuff off the floor. <laughs> I don't want to know. I just don't want to know. But they had a blast. You know, you heard the laughter. You heard the laughter. And then... Um, it was all interactive. We wanted the kids to be a part, not just have people talk at them. So then we had what we called um, a session, adaptive recreational sports. And that was really great. They had somebody had come and talked about goalball. We had a talk about beep baseball. Mm-hmm. And beat kickball, which were starting to get integrated back into the state, and then ski for light. One of our members is the person who participates in ski for light. Then we got into a little more serious what's up after high school. This is where they talked about the lift program from the Washington State School for the Blind. And then we had a speaker talking about OTC. Again, that was one of our members. Um, And then the scholarships and um, other options, college uh, scholarship stuff that are offered. So, and then while this was going on, while they were playing games, we had our president, Steve Fixtel, 
and one of our affiliate presidents, Holly Turry, went up and met with the parents and right. had a talk. Parents and, you know, open discussion. And I hear that went fantastic. And the parents want more of that type of interaction also. So they can talk openly with each other. How do you treat certain situations and stuff? So all in all, I think they all had a fantastic time. Well, that's great. Kids need to know that they're not operating in a vacuum, that uh, parents need to know that their kids can probably do more things than they might even imagine uh, and that uh, that there is support that blind adults care about blind kids and what happens uh, to them as they come up and go into adulthood and i i really think that is what is fantastic because cindy van winkle mika white vivian conger and um jess are I'm sorry, Tracy Feheron, who was, two of them were our scholarship winners, they all came down and interacted with KISS. Each one of them took a part in what was going on, and the kids loved it. They, they met everybody, and it was just great. So, I know I certainly didn't get a chance to meet as many blind role models when I was growing up as I could have. Uh, and I would think that that the effort to ensure that that isn't the case for kids coming up is such an important thing for all affiliates to uh, consider and be involved in because uh, really organizations talk about how uh, their membership, you know, on average is aging with the but really, uh, how do you prevent that? Uh, you get involved with the kids. You get involved with the people and show you care. And, and they bring that fresh blood to organizations. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a, a great uh, relationship that benefits all. Yes. And like I said, I, we're hoping to make this become an annual event as part of the Washington Council of the Blind Convention every year. And so next year we'll be in Pasco, and we're going to try to arrange it so that more kids, like from the State School for the Blind, Washington State School for the Blind, get the opportunity to come and participate. Unfortunately, the timing this year, with it taking place on a Friday, <laughs> right during finals. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, yeah, a lot of the kids who participated. Yeah, I had to take my finals a day early so I could come. Finals? I never took finals in November. I don't know if it was midterms, but they were taking they were talking finals mm -hmm. for school, semester change or whatever. So <laughs> well, you it was know, not good timing on our part. Well, I guess kids learn that life has its conflicts and... Uh, uh, you know, things just happen at odd times sometimes. So who would people contact if they'd like more information on the idea of the Student Summit? Maybe how to put it together, and how to, uh, to make sure that it's a fun event for all. It would be myself, and it's simply Lori, L-O-R-I dot Allison, A-L-L-I-S-O-N, 
2002 at gmail.com. And if you can just put in the subject line, Student Summit, I will get in touch as soon as I can. Well, that's great. And Lori, thank you so much for being with us on Affiliates in Action. Well, thank you. Each month, Affiliates in Action, hosted by myself, Rick Morin, and Rick Lewis, features information that's of interest to affiliates and affiliate members. If you're interested in being featured on Affiliates in Action, just drop me a line, Rick Morin, at R-I-C-K dot M-O-R-I-N at Comcast dot net. Again, that's R-I-C-K dot M-O-R-I-N at Comcast dot net. And we'll be in touch to set up an interview. I'm Rick Lewis with ACB Radio's Affiliates in Action, and on the phone I have Haley Agers. And the reason I'm talking to Haley in regard to the Washington Council of the Blind Convention is uh, something new that uh, Haley has established, and it's happening for the first time at uh, this year's WCB convention. That is a women's expo. Now, what is all that about? How does it relate to the Washington Council of the Blind, and why did you decide to do it? Okay, well, it it kind of all stemmed from um, several conversations that I'd had with um, friends, be it at tables, at dinner time, at conventions, or just in passing, or, um, you know, just on a daily basis, I would have conversations with my blind women friends, and um, whether it was um, a comment from a a staff member at a hotel during a convention or just a conversation about um, what are you going to wear for the banquet tonight? Um, And I started realizing after these conversations that many of my blind friends um, really had never been taught or, um, you know, understood how to kind of go about putting an outfit together. Um, What, what clothing is appropriate for say, um, a work day versus um, a get-together with girlfriends versus a banquet. Um, And many of them would ask me, you know, well, how do you know? How do you know what goes together? And how come people are always commenting on what what clothing you're wearing? How do you know how to do that? And is there a way we could ever find um, a medium to teach that to the rest of us? So that's kind of where it stemmed from. So how long have you been working on putting this expo together? Um, I had approached um, Cindy Van Winkle about it um, last year, actually. After last November's convention, I had approached her about it. And um, so when the convention committee got together, she brought it up to them. And, um, <laughs> you know, you know how things go. It was kind of a just, hey, these are the conversations I'm having with my friends. And then that went to, hey, will you plan an expo? Um not being able to say no and really believing in the importance of this topic, um, I really wanted to do it. So I've been on the hunt for vendors. Um, I've attended a couple mini, you know, women expos close to my house. And just in talking to friends, um, really wanted it to kind of cover a woman's physical, emotional um, health, and um, so that's how I've sort of been in search for things. People are going to actually hear this interview after the expo has taken place, but it is uh, two hours long right at the uh, 
convention, am I correct? And and uh, what sort of exhibitors do you have lined up? Yep, it will be two hours long. Um, it will be on our Friday afternoon um, part of the convention. And as I said, I really wanted to cover um, physical health, emo- emotional health, and also we have um, a vendor attending that's going to kind of cover your safety as well as a woman. So I broke it down into categories based on the conversations that I'd had with my friends. And the big thing that they were looking for is how to put clothing and outfits together. So I have two vendors coming um, that are going to have clothing available both to purchase and to order. And they'll be able to try things on. And those two vendors are LuLaRoe Clothing, which is a really fun, unique um, line that was started by an LDS family, and it's just sort of grown. The clothing is anywhere from um, dresses that are, you know, could be worn to the banquet, um, all the way down to very velvety soft leggings that are just, you know, easy for a day at home even, but could be dressed up also. So she will be there. Um, The other clothing company that will be there is called Ruby Ribbon, and it's a clothing company that stems from a... um, a shaping line of clothing. Not all of their clothes are shapewear, but um, it's really important as a, as a female that if you're going to put a beautiful outfit on, that your underpinnings um, is where you start. <laughs> and so it's, you know, from camisoles to shaping underwear all the way to um, very pretty, fancy clothing. Um, you know, and as important as an outfit is, it's also nice to dress that outfit up once you have that sorted. So we're going to have Nice and Bella Jewelry. It's a pretty new um, jewelry line to the U.S., but beautiful pieces, very casual pieces for jeans and T-shirts to very dressy um, rhinestone crystal pieces. We will also have 31 bags, which I actually use a lot myself, and they are bags and purses that allow us to be hands-free for our guide dog, for our cane. You know, we need maybe a left hand holding on a a sighted guide or cane in our right hand, and what do we do with our bags? And so um, she has lots of variety of bags and purses that we can use to carry our stuff in from dressy to, you know, heading off to work. Um, Let me think who else. Mary Kay is going to be there with a representative to show us how to um, apply makeup as a blind person. And the lady that's coming has done this um, on several occasions and is very well known for her ability to um, teach those techniques to blind women. That's very exciting. And so those are kind of the physically I'm looking great in my dress. Physically, I have all my accessories to go with it. My makeup looks nice. And then I wanted to cover, um, as well as those physical needs, the um, physically as in being healthy. So we're going to have Juice Plus coming. It's a company that does supplements, um, shakes, bars, vitamins that contain up to 30 fruits and vegetables that you can take in an easy format that will give you your vitamins for the day. Um, And also we're going to have Smith's 
Smith Brothers Farms come and they are a company that has been in business for quite a long time. They started off as milkmen and delivering milk to people's houses. They deliver um, they deliver farm fresh, um, locally farmed items, so um, eggs and meat and fruits and vegetables. And you simply order them over the computer. Or you can call too, but over the computer is most people's way of doing it. And um, that food will be delivered to you. Um, so those are kind of the, like I said, the physical aspects of the expo that we're going to cover. And so getting that all in order, I think it's really important, and it was really a goal of mine, too, to address emotional health and maybe even some alternative ways to deal with physical health. And so we are going to have um, two representatives from doTERRA Essential Oils come, and they'll have lots of fun products that people can um, smell and try out. They'll have hand massages available. Um, they'll have items to purchase, not just for us as two-legged ladies, but also for our dogs, as many of us will have guide dogs with us. So be it um, a calming spray for your dog to a doggy deodorizer spray. Um, they'll have paw balm for the bottom of your dog's paws. You know, sometimes they can get rough and scratchy from being on cement all the time. Mm -hmm. And then for us, um, blending your own perfumes using essential oils, making up a beautiful linen spray for your bed maybe, or, you know, sometimes when you're in a hotel at a convention, your sleep is not the best. So um, being able to purchase something like that and use it that night. So the ladies that will be there will address the emotional health aspects as well as the physical health aspects of using essential oils. Um, and then the last thing that we have is um, it's really important now that we're all looking fabulous in our nice outfits, our purses, our jewelry, we're feeling pretty confident because we're looking good and we have our emotional health taken care of with our oils, you know, we may get a little bit more attention than we may be um, anticipated. So we are also going to have Damsel in Defense um, represent there. And that is a company that um, their their goal is to empower and educate women about self-defense. And so they will have products that, um, be it mace or pepper spray type things that they will have for sale and they will demonstrate to our ladies how to actually use them. So I really was very specific in the vendors that I chose and I only, other than the clothing line, I only had one um, representative, say, from each category come. So one jewelry line, one oil line, um, you know, one purse line, because I wanted our ladies to have time to be able to get to each of those booths and talk to them and have an actual conversation and really address the issues that they felt were important to them. So I'm hoping that within those two hours, and if it's a success, then maybe you know it won't be our, it won't be our first and our last. Maybe we'll get to do this in the future and find out what the ladies liked about it. And um, my main goal is just to help my friends to feel their most beautiful selves. You know, so I hope that they'll walk away from the exhibits and feel like they found something that um, will just give them a little bit more confidence, um, maybe prepare them for an event or something they have coming up over the holidays. 
I was excited to find out when I was researching that um, doTERRA does provide information um, on their oils in Braille. So I just sent a quick email out and I said, I'm having this, you know, putting together this expo and the ladies coming through are going to be blind and visually impaired. And, you know, it's great to have these oils, but if you walk away with an oil that you don't know how to use, how is that going to, you know, benefit anyone? It's just going to sit in the bottom of your purse and that's no good. And they'd said, well, just send us a list of the oils that you're thinking and we will get that sent to you. So I have a big box here of brailled um, information. And so finding the vendors, um, I had to go to a couple, like the, um, my goodness, what is it called? Um, Domestic violence recently in Everett had a women's expo, and I forced my husband (laughs) to take (laughs) me to this women's expo um, so that I could um, look for some vendors, and that's where I found a couple. A couple of them are, you know, personal friends, and then a couple of them are lines that I currently use in my own life. So it wasn't hard to find them, and everyone's really excited about um, being able to come and bless the ladies at the expo. Well, that's great, and who knows, maybe this idea may catch on among other affiliates, or maybe you've given other affiliates uh, maybe a couple of uh, thoughts on how to enhance something they're already doing. Yeah, I hope so. I hope it'll be something that will, um, you know, word will spread, and, um, you know, we it's not that we're, as blind ladies, incapable or unwilling to go out and do this, you know, at our local mall, but life's busy. And, you know, a lot of us depend on, you know, public transportation to get us from A to B. And so that can be a whole day in itself. I want to go to the mall and I want to buy an outfit. Okay. So that's a, you know, an hour and a half trip, two buses to get to the mall, figuring it out, getting through the crowds, you know, hoping there'll be someone in there who might help us pick out colors that go nicely together and then to do the trip home. That can be a whole day. And so and that's just the one idea resource. of having it all in one spot sounds fabulous to me. Sure. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for uh, talking with us here on Affiliates in Action, Haley. And, uh, and maybe we'll check in with you later and find out how it all went. I have the good pleasure of being here with Michael Garrett, who's the chairman of the scholarship committee within ACB. Hi, Michael. Hello, Rick. Hey, Michael, can you talk a little bit about the work of the scholarship committee? Sure. But but first, can I can I just just sort of thank the donors, the staff, and the committee for all of the work they they do. The work starts with with raising the funds uh, or, or getting the donated funds. We have donors who donate uh, several thousands of dollars to the scholarship fund, uh, so we really thank them. We have some sponsors uh, who, who help out. And then the process begins when we get the information out. This is why this this interview is timely now, because... The, the application has been posted. Uh, we hope that as many applicants who will uh, apply, and then once all the information has been 
put in place in the office. We separate it out. We have four subcommittees. We go through each application, make our determination, call, set up interviews with the the applicants that the the subcommittees have chosen. We just choose the, the best candidates who qualify for the scholarships. I've been listening to Sarah Conrad's show where she's been interviewing the last year's scholarship uh, award recipients. And and these folks are just phenomenal, uh, incredible, incredible folks. That excites me to, to hear someone else say that, but I am excited because our committee does, in my opinion, a wonderful job in choosing uh, folks who, uh, who who will represent uh, those scholarships well, and and that's not to say that that folks who aren't chosen aren't worthy or right. have merit themselves. But I, it, what makes it fun and and somewhat challenging is the fact we get some very very good applications, and and it's hard to choose. Oh, I I can, I can only imagine how many um, scholarships are awarded every year, and how many applicants do you typically get? We we award anywhere from 17 to 20, maybe 22. It just depends on how many uh, donors uh, uh, submit. Uh, sometimes particular states would like to have uh, ACB administer a scholarship representing their state. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do that. Uh, we have special scholarships sometimes. Uh, this past year, for instance, we had the the Marsha Dresser Memorial Scholarship, right. and, and and those who who put that together are contemplating also doing it again next year. How many members in your committee? There are thirteen of us all told, and, and as I said, we we break up into. There are four subcommittees. There's the graduate subcommittee, the undergraduate subcommittee, the entering freshman subcommittee, and the vocational subcommittee. Each of those committees has a, has a subcommittee chairperson, and they do the bulk of the work, and then certain scholarships, we get together as chairman, and we award certain of the scholarships ourselves so it's a it's a really fun process and then and as chairman of the whole committee i get to look at everybody's applications and wouldn't it be nice if all of these people could be converted to acb members somehow right that would be absolutely wonderful. <laughs> especially since we we receive, in some years, we've received over 100, 120, 130 applications. Uh, this past year, I believe it was around 85, and we awarded 17 scholarships, and that one of them was com- combined. So we had about, we had 16 people. Just imagine if all 85 of those applicants were ACB members. Oh, yeah, and they're all strong leadership-type folks for the most part. Definitely. What role can the affiliates play in terms of soliciting these applications and then being part of the process and and following up to get these people to join up? 
promotion, promotion, promotion. It's it's talking about ACB, the scholarship program. Uh, most affiliates have have a uh, scholarship program of their own. So when you when you're soliciting uh, applicants, uh, you talk about your scholarship program, and also if you're eligible for the state or affiliate scholarship, you, you might want to uh, apply for a, a national scholarship. I, I just did that. Uh, I took the uh, announcement that we, we sent out and I posted it to our state listserv, and I, and I said, even though I am the uh, chairman of the ACB Scholarship Committee, I believe it's still appropriate for me to say I wish we had a lot of Texans, because I'm from Texas, <laughs> uh, apply for the ACB National Scholarship. And I had one student applied immediately and said, you have at least one. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's really no prohibition to do that, right? I mean, if you're going to apply for a local scholarship, it would seem to me that it would be very logical to go ahead and apply for a national one as well, right? Absolutely. So I try to encourage every student that I see to apply for you know our local scholarship, our state scholarship, and the national scholarship. Yeah, and I bet you it works the other way, too. I bet you there are people, some people that apply only for national and and could well qualify for a state scholarship, you know, and that would be a good touch point back to the states. Well, we try, even in the application process, We we there's a question there that says, do you mind if we send your application to other funding sources? So we try to send it back to the state affiliate uh, so that, or alert the state affiliate that, hey, we have received uh, an applicant from your state affiliate. You might want to contact them. We try to help them get as, as uh, much funding as we can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, are, what are some success stories within ACB of some of the scholarship recipients? I know Sarah Conrad has won several scholarships, right? Sarah Conrad is one of our our major uh, success stories uh, who, who won a scholarship uh, and and I mean sure there are there are folks I, I could go way back to tell you folks that 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 were ACB students who are now in leadership in ACB there have been uh, a number of students who, who have repeated and repeatedly come back uh, there's a young uh, gentleman from uh, from Pennsylvania who came to when he won his first scholarship well he's only won one i put it that way but he has come back to each convention since he won that scholarship and in, in most years he hasn't even applied but he got involved with acb students and he keeps coming back to the convention that's one of the perks of winning a scholarship you get to go to the convention right but becoming active, I think, is, is, is so important. And so we, we try to pair or, or, or at least uh, get the student, ACB students involved with the scholarship winners to get them involved in the whole process. And a lot of times what happens is that uh, 
while they're there, the ACB students uh, elect them to an office. Yeah, <laughs> I sat in on a couple of um, uh, student meetings this year, and the energy level in those rooms were just incredible. Absolutely incredible. What's entailed? The application's online, I take it, right? So folks can go to acb.org and find it. Is that right? Yes. They go to acb.org, find the application, fill it out online, uh, send in the supporting documents. Each subcommittee uh, will go through and, and choose their top candidates. They will be scored. And then they'll be not- the, the students will be notified. They'll be uh, interviewed by right. that subcommittee. And, and the neat thing about it is that some students, they, they get confused sometimes because their course of study may fall into two or three different categories. Right, sure. So they may get – if, if they're – we we one of the reasons I believe we we uh, bring such good uh, students is that we think kind of alike on certain of these subcommittees because we right. I have to referee sometimes because one subcommittee says no I want that one the student may be interviewed a couple of times or three times and uh, and then the, uh, the 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 process you know the choosing process goes goes forth and and so uh they're notified uh they they get to come to convention and uh, we we try to keep them involved and keep them busy and we want them to get the full flavor of of ACB I, I just get excited about convention time because I remember my first convention and I was how, how impressed I was with with being at ACB and seeing seeing all of those competent, uh, well-adjusted blind people, and 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 saying, you know, if that guy can do that, I can too. Sarah did a great job following up with those interviews on on her show, and uh, great, great, fabulous stuff. I think that's probably one of the, this is the first time that we that we've had anything like that, and I think that's one of the best things we've. Uh, We've we've done. I think I applaud her for for uh, those interviews. It's keeping the students engaged. Absolutely. It's it's reaching out to them, and we have another mechanism that we're using to to reach out to the students uh, as, as a follow up because we want to improve our our touch. We want to improve our reach to them and continue to bring them in and hopefully if as we build on this class we can bring another class in and do the same things so so we're working with 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 our committee we're working with the students we're working with the uh, PR committee this is going to be a team effort to uh, to really uh, brush up this this scholarship program and and hopefully engage these students. What's the uh, the deadline, the submission deadline on these uh, on these applications? Well, this year we, we're doing something a little different to try to give us more time. We started it November first, and the the end date will be February fifteenth of twenty seventeen. We're using as as many advertising uh, avenues as we can 
with email, with uh, social media. Uh, uh, John McCann just sent me a note uh, not long ago saying that that uh, he puts put something out on Twitter. Uh, we we're sending something out on Facebook. Uh, we're going to continually uh, put little blurbs out there on social media sure. just to to pique the interest. We really want to get the word out, and as much as we can get the word out, hopefully folks will send in their application. I want folks to know what an inspiration it is to to see blind and visually impaired people going to school, pursuing worthwhile and productive uh, uh, avocations. I think this new generation of students that, that are coming out, these folks are, are very brilliant and a lot of them really have a heart to do something productive in our in our in our community and society. Right. Uh, it 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 boggles the mind to think about the the, the various professions they are pursuing. Right. But uh, they're they're undaunted, and uh, they're they're. I mean, I thought I was blazing a new trail when I when I entered uh, the workforce in my profession because there were very few blind folks in 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 the business world, at least in my branch of it. But some of the professions that these these folks are pursuing is is just wonderful, and right. and they're successful at it. Congratulations on the great work of the committee, and I really appreciate your time and uh, sharing all this with us, Michael. And uh, I'm sure you'll get a good batch of candidates this year, and I'm looking forward to uh, seeing them at the convention in, in Very July. Very good, and thank you. thank you for having me, Rick. Thank you, Michael, and thank you to the committee for all the great work that you all do every year. To get more information about the scholarship and to get the scholarship application, go to acb.org slash scholarship dash application. Again, that's acb.org slash scholarship dash application. Well, I've got Carla Rushville on the phone with us. And Carla, happy holidays. Well, thank you. You know, the holiday season. Always a happy holiday when it's time for the holiday auction. There you go. That's when the holiday season really starts in ACB is with the auction, right? That's right. That's right. And we, at this time, are in the process of getting all of the items into the Minnesota office. They are still coming in. Um, We found out about two or three new items just this last week, and we are getting the Uh, page, the auction page and preview page uh, ready to post. Larry Turnbull has um, the basic information right now and also about the first 35 or 40 items that will be appearing on the um, preview page pretty soon, within a couple of days. Oh, fantastic. Uh, But but then we'll have more items coming, and it looks like, Rick, we're going to have about 65 to 70 items. When we tell people that it's going to be on from 7 to 11 Eastern Time, (laughs) 4 to 8 Pacific, that really means 7 to 11 Eastern Time or until all all items are sold, and that very well could be until midnight or 1 a.m. Now, the date will be December 4, which is a Sunday evening, the first Sunday in December. 
the numbers to call for the auction will be on the website. But uh, I'll go on and give them here, too. Uh, they're the same as they've been before, 800-904-1080 or 502-571-1080. And uh, that's, it's important to remember that um, you can call either number, that they may not necessarily roll over from one to the other, but there are multiple lines. So if you call in and it's busy, then you'll want to call back. But you also will want to hold on if you get through and wait for your call to be answered. But let's talk about some of the fun items, Rick. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, you know, we could almost have a food auction, and (laughs) (laughs) and it would be great. We have 21 or 22 food items right now. now. And some of them are items we've had before, like Brian Charlson's Holiday Cookies. Um, Brian's maple fudge. Uh, we have Patty Cox's holiday cookie balls, which have been very <laughs> popular. Uh, the the Maker's Mark bourbon balls, but we have some new things. Um, Carrie Bishop this year is putting in two different types of really good home baked muffins. Oh, great! Marjorie Beeman is sending strawberry nut bread. Didn't know margarine cooked, but we're finding out margarine can cook. And we, we have her quilt coming, too, by the way. Um, I'm, I'm sure she's going to appreciate you saying that, Carla. <laughs> well, you know, that's just not been something she's done around ACB too much. And she wrote and said, oh, she's, would you like some strawberry nut she's, bread? She's done just about everything else, but yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. But there's also some new things. Of course, the Illinois Council is sending Garrett's popcorn. Oh, I love that stuff. Yum, yum, Oh, yum, yeah. Yum, yeah. But you know, Minnesota, Minnesota, not to be outdone by Brian's maple fudge and <laughs> the um, Illinois Garrett's popcorn, they are sending a basket of uh, fudge and saltwater taffy and popcorn that is it just sounds fabulous oh that sounds Um, great there's a new michigan basket of goodies uh there's some wisconsin cheese so there's there are just lots of different items an item that's always down near the end of the auction is kathy brant's orange zest cake this year the winner is going to be able to choose orange or lemon for their cake there's going to be a great OTR package, again, donated by Bill Sparks. This is going to be, he's calling it a sampler, but what a sampler. It has 18,000 shows on the sampler. It's going to come on a flash drive, and it's the flash drive is going to play on a, uh, on a player that looks like an old-time radio. Oh, cool. And so the winner gets the flash drive with the 18,000 shows plus the old-time radio. <laughs> Fantastic. So wow. That should be fun. Yeah. How about tech items? Let's, sure. Let's, let's talk about some tech. Sure. Last year, if you remember, we had the solar backpack. That was crazy. Yep. That's the first time we had a solar backpack. Well, Kim Charlson has donated another one, and this is a different one. It's by Sun Labs. And this one um, also comes with a uh, a power bank 
with it, just in case you don't have enough sun in your area, <laughs> you can use this power bank, which in, is rated at 10000 Yeah, in, so case, in case you're... No little slouch. That's, yeah. for, that's for the people that live in Seattle. That's right. Yeah. And Alaska. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's great, but we also have two Amazon Fire Sticks from Bits. Oh, great. And the Mini Mall is putting a new big computer messenger bag, really nice messenger bag that we have. Um, it's new since the convention. Nobody's seen this. And we are going to put in uh, our mega power bank, and it will come in that backpack. So that's going to be a fun item as well. And then there will also be an Olympus digital recorder cool. uh, donated by students. Great. Yes. And there's two other student packages as well, so be sure that you look for them. Uh, so the tech is going to be good. Has anybody donated an Amazon Echo? No, they, uh, well, tell they you would what, be very pleased to receive one. Tell you what, I'll put an Echo in, okay? Oh, fantastic. Thank you, Rick. You're very That's welcome. Great. I'll add it to my list right now. <laughs> so that is great. <laughs> I understand that Debbie Hazelton has made some really fun donations to the auction this year. Oh, um, an air fryer. And it's big. It's a 5.3-quart air fryer. And, Rick, I didn't know about air fryers, but that thing sounds fabulous. Oh, they're great stuff. Yeah, they're great. Oh, I hear that. It sounds wonderful. i got to have one. And also, the neatest, I think that, you know, every year you have an item that you figure, oh, well, uh, that item, we I just don't know about that item being in the auction. And we don't have any such item this year. But we have an item that is absolutely guaranteed to be, it's going to rival the whoopie pies for fun and <laughs> just laughter, and that is the talking spatula. <laughs> I think the talking spatula is going to be phenomenal. We also have a George Foreman grill, and we have another OptiGrill this year from yep. Connie uh, Giacomini in Arizona. And interestingly enough, the Arizona Council of the Blind is sending the Foreman grill, as they have the last two or three years. So the kitchen is, is in pretty good shape, and uh, along with all that food, you know. <laughs> we also have, after you do all that eating, we have another... Uh, yoga package from Blind Alive. Oh, great. And uh, that's going to be early in the auction this year. It's going to be like about, oh, I don't know, probably up in the first third of the auction. So um, people need to plan on uh, bidding on that. It's going to be called New Year, New You. And uh, I know there's a lot of people that really wish they knew about more about yoga and so on. This is all um, recorded to be meaningful and help uh, people who are blind and visually impaired. So that will be another great item. It was wonderful last year, but it was near the end of the auction, and this year we've moved it up because uh, a lot of people were interested in that and didn't get to listen that late. Fabulous. Um, also, the American Council of Blind Lions is donating their two music boxes again. Those are always big-ticket items, items that go really good. And yep. we're having a Thomas Kincaid music box again, and then a new one that's by Ardley Elliott. And that one is a Nutcracker 
music box that looks like a Fabergé egg. Oh, cool. Cool. It is gorgeous. It has 22 karat gold trim on it. Wow. It is a beautiful music box. So you'll want to watch for those. Wow. There's a Disney Avon exclusive train that is uh, something you would put on a table or around your tree, and it is musical, lights up. Uh, a very different kind of musical uh, thing than the um, two music boxes from Lions. Um, there's a collectible gingerbread uh, tree, uh, gingerbread collectible gingerbread schoolhouse that lights up. That's uh, donated by Dan Spoon, and there are two really nice collectible uh, nutcrackers from the Florida Council of the Blind. One of these, Rick, is stamped. Made in GDR. That was the German Democratic oh, Republic. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, which sure. doesn't even exist anymore. Right. Yeah. So these are authentic German nutcracker, nutcrackers. Yeah. 16 and, the, and, and, a half and, the, tall. and the German Christmas uh, festivals are just so fabulous. So, yes. That, that, that yes. must have come out of one of those. And, oh, oh, wonderful. Great, great, great. Uh, the one was made in East Germany and one made in West Germany. Great. And and so, and they both, uh, you know, they're both antique collectible kind of nutcrackers. So um, I think they'll be very popular. I hope people really enjoy those. And then the, the last category, I think, well, two last categories. One is blankets and quilts. And, you know, the last couple of years we've had margarine's quilt and then a blanket made by Sue Olson. This year we have those items. We also have a blanket, really nice blanket donated by Nancy Becker from the uh, Minnesota office. Great. And and we have two other holiday throws that are just, just really, really nice donated by Connie Giacobini. So uh, suddenly we have a whole blanket section in our auction. And then we have the guide dog section. GDUI has sent a really nice collection of items that um, anyone who has a dog, whether it's a guide dog or not, mm-hmm. would be very proud to to receive. Um, and Carrie Bishop has sent several items that are uh, dog-related, and one is a folding travel kennel where if you've got a doggie and you're going on a trip or... Yep. Yep. Maybe you live yep. in an apartment. You want it to be able to get outside, but you can't let it run around. Right. And be in this kennel, and it can see out, and the bottom can even snap off if you want it to be able to actually play in real grass rather than a fake, you know, a fake Oh, that's cool. Bottom. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So neat items, neat, neat items. I, ge- I, I guess so. So yeah. so December 4, and I think, yes. you, I think you ought to say 7 till whenever. Seven until. <laughs> yeah, seven, seven, until. seven until whenever it's over. And yes. it's always great, great fun. Now, yes, now you guys are, you're doing this from, a, from an actual radio studio in Louisville, right? Yes, we've done each of the previous four auctions from an iHeart Channel uh, station here in Louisville. They allow us to use their studio, which, was, which does not have a live program during that time. And so we can use their phones and, you know, their mics and, and their, the producer donates his time. 
the engineer donates his time. I did fail to mention one other category, and I won't talk about the items much in it, but do also, in case you're out there listening and saying, well, where's the jewelry? There are five jewelry items in this auction, so be sure and look for them because they are really, really nice. Sure hope people will tune in and, and, and listen. And, and it's great fun. And uh, Carla, thanks, Carla, appreciate your time. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Thanks again, Carla. Hope you can join us for the ACB auction on December 4. For more information about the auction, go to the ACB auction webpage at acb.org slash holiday dash auction 2016. Again, that's acb.org slash holiday dash auction 2016. The auction will be from 7 to 11. And all it, well, it'll probably go a little bit longer than that. It'll go until everything is sold. And let's make this a Black Sunday for ACB. Thanks for listening to Affiliates in Action. On behalf of myself, Rick Morin, and Rick Lewis, we'd like to wish you a very happy and safe Thanksgiving with friends and family. And hope you can join us next month here on ACB Radio Mainstream for another Affiliates in Action. California, Florida, Iowa, Texas, guide dog users, students, IT professionals, government employees. The American Council of the Blind has members in all 50 states and is actively engaged in a wide variety of activities. We advocate for the education, employment, and social inclusion of all blind and visually impaired Americans. We publish a monthly magazine. We hold an annual conference and convention and operate a multi-channel internet radio station. Check us out at acb.org. Together, we can do anything. Each month, Affiliates in Action, hosted by myself, Rick Morin, and Rick Lewis, features information that's of interest to affiliates and affiliate members. If you're interested in being featured on Affiliates in Action, just drop me a line, Rick Morin, at R-I-C-K dot M-O-R-I-N at Comcast.net. Again, that's R-I-C-K dot M-O-R-I-N at Comcast.net, and we'll be in touch to set up an interview.